Welcome to the Expanded By Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a business mentor, brain rewiring certified coach, and soon to be 7D, a high energy healer. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things business growth, spirituality, brain rewiring, mindset, energetics, and so much more. You can connect further with me on Instagram at Expand with Chelsea and on YouTube at Expand with Chelsea. I am so excited that you're here. I hope you leave today feeling expanded by what we talk about. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so pumped for today's episode. I feel like this is the episode that everybody has been waiting for. I've been waiting to talk about this topic for a while now, and it is one that I feel very passionately about since I am a climber. I've been climbing for almost, oh my god, it's almost probably 14 years now, so climbing has been a huge part of my life, and most of you know, probably if you're listening to this podcast, I got my start in my business by becoming a climbing coach and really going that direction, helping hundreds and hundreds of women with their climbing through training plans, through learning about their mindset, through hormone balancing. And after I transitioned away from being a climbing coach in the last couple of months, it has been really fun to look back and reflect on my own climbing journey, a lot of the milestones that I've hit, and really start to compare how my climbing felt prior to going through the brain rewiring process and then after now how that feels and how my relationship with climbing is. It is dramatically different. And this is just something that gives me so much hope because, like I said, I've been climbing for a really long time now. And for a very long time, climbing didn't feel that great. Like, it was something that I loved, but I definitely did not always have the best relationship with climbing. I would say that more times than not, climbing felt very frustrating to me. It was one of those things where I was like, fuck this, I am gonna list my shoes on Craigslist. They are free. (laughs) Whoever wants to just come pick them up, like, I'm done with this sport. I'm throwing it in. All of the work that I've ever put in, it, it sometimes it just didn't feel like it was doing anything. And I remember just feeling so frustrated. I remember sitting at the gym in the bathroom. I remember sitting at boulders and just crying because I was so upset with myself. I felt like such a failure. I felt like I just wasn't getting any better. I just expected so much more from myself. And really thinking about all those moments of frustration, of resentment, of bitterness towards the sport, towards other people, towards other women, because I was comparing myself to them. And just how deeply unhappy I was. I mean, half the time I'm like, why did I even continue climbing? Like, at my core, I know that I absolutely love the sport and it's something that really allows me to push myself, not just physically. I mean, I would say that that's a small percentage of it, but mentally it really allows me to get outside of my comfort zone, which is something that I I truly need in my life. I need something that continually pushes me to meet myself, something that continually pushes me to see how far I can go, how far I can take things. Kind of coming back to this relationship with climbing that I had that was honestly incredibly negative for probably most of my climbing career. It has been such a breath of fresh air. I mean, that is, that's an understatement. It has completely revolutionized. Brain rewiring has the relationship that I have with climbing, and I am so incredibly thankful with it because it feels so much lighter now. It feels so much better now, and I'm really excited to be able to talk about this today. So today's topic, we're going to be talking all about the seven ways 
that brain rewiring has actually helped me improve my climbing. So I was able to send V10 last year and I accredit most of this to brain rewiring. Like, yep, there was a training plan in there and my coach Galena, she is absolutely incredible, but truly it was this deep mindset work that really allowed me to break through a massive plateau and barrier in my climbing. So really, really pumped to share these seven ways that climbing has, I mean, honestly been improved tenfold for me throughout brain rewiring. And before we get into today's topic, I want to remind you, if you are interested in brain rewiring, I am so incredibly excited because Synergy is coming back. So on the 22nd of this month, which means in just a couple of days, this Saturday, if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, this podcast episode, Synergy will be available for purchase. This is my self-paced brain rewiring course teaching you every single thing that you need to know to rewire your brain. So you can obviously use it for climbing, you can use it for business growth, you can use it for better relationships, you can use it for becoming less anxious, becoming nicer to yourself. There is literally no shortage of uses that you can use for brain rewiring. Every single thing in your life that you're like, "Mm, that's actually not like a thing that I like or enjoy, that's not the way that I want it to be, you can rewire it. You can literally change your reality through brain rewiring. And I'm so excited to have this course available to the public on the 22nd. So the course is self-paced, meaning you can do the course at any time and work through the material at your own pace and speed. You'll have access to it for a lifetime, so it'll always be there for you to return back and refer to the material when you need to. The course is six modules long. Five modules in the beginning will teach you how to set yourself up for brain rewiring. We go into all things visualization, thought shifting, the rules of brain rewiring, how to create affirmations, past happy memories, future visualizations, all of it so that you're set up for diving right into the rewiring process. Module six, I will actually be teaching you how to integrate brain rewiring with your daily life because the point of this is not to brain rewire for forever. So with this, brain rewiring is a 90-day commitment. You commit to the rounds for 90 days. This is a self-paced course, so you get to start whenever you want to. You get to pick your start date, but once you do start, it's suggested that you go every single day for 90 days into these rounds. I have pre-recorded guided meditation for you. All you have to do is sit down, push play, and your brain will do the rest of the work. I'm so excited for this to be available in just a couple of days. And to celebrate, I am hosting a mega sale. The course will be $200 off through the end of January. So if you are wanting to hop in on this, again, remember you can start at any time. You can buy now, save it for later. Maybe you clear up a little bit more space in your schedule to start getting into the rewiring rounds but I certainly wouldn't miss out on this deal. So if you want to learn more about Synergy, you can head to the link in the podcast show notes. You can learn more all about that. You will gain instant access as soon as you join, and I'm so incredibly excited for you to get your hands on this. Brain rewiring has absolutely changed my life, and I cannot wait to see how it changes yours. Okay, let's go ahead and dive into the seven ways that brain rewiring helped me climb V10 and climb the hardest that I ever had. I mean, I've talked about this. I've done recaps of climbing V10, what that experience was like, and you can find that episode all listed in the show notes. You can go back and listen to that. But a couple of months after just going back and reflecting on this, I think a lot of the times you have that better perspective. You're able to actually connect the dots a lot better and start to really see, oh, okay, those were the big players. That was actually a really key piece in me being able to do this thing that I did. So I'm going to start out with number one and 
This might sound a little cliche, but I really want you to think about this one and think about what could change for you if this happened for you. Okay, so number one is I believed that I could. I believed that I could climb harder. I believed that I was nowhere near my limit, and I believed that I could do literally whatever I set my mind to. Therefore, I started trying harder things. Therefore, I kept coming back to those harder things. Therefore, I realized that my success was inevitable if I kept applying myself. So believing that you can do it in the first place is huge. This changed everything for me. I was actually able to rewire what I thought I couldn't, couldn't do, and I realized I was the only one putting limits on myself. Yeah, somebody else could tell me, like, you're not going to be able to do this one. Like, you're too short. It's not going to happen for you. It's too hard for you. Whatever. It doesn't matter because if I believe I can do it, I will find a way to do it. I will find a way to make it happen. And it wasn't until I started to fully believe in myself that I started to feel like I was possible and capable of doing more things. I will tell you right here and right now, you climb a hell of a lot differently when you believe you can do something versus when you approach it and you're like, "Mm, I just don't think that this is possible for me. You find a whole new level of try hard because in the back of your mind and in your gut and in your heart, you know it's possible. So instead of this either I do it or I don't do it type of mentality, all there is is learning. All there is is opportunity. It's just curiosity. It's trying to figure it out. Trying to find a solution to the puzzle, to the problem, and starting to really tap into okay, if I believe truly that I can do this thing that I'm drawn to, that I want to do, what do I have to do? What does it require of me in order to do this? It became a lot less about me as a person and it more became what does this require of me? It was something where I was able to actually take it a lot less personally. It's not because I'm not strong. It's not because I'm a shitty climber that I can't do this. It's just because I maybe haven't mastered this one skill set or this foot switch movement, or I haven't mastered my lock off enough to hold this move. So it actually allowed me to get a lot more detailed on the actionable things that I can do because I was not stuck in victim mindset anymore. It wasn't just, oh, poor me. I have been trying for so long. I've been putting so much effort in. I've been training for so long. I've been climbing for 14 years. It's just not happening for me. No more of that. I stepped out of that mindset. I stopped believing that the rock owed me anything. It doesn't. The rock doesn't care. The rock is going to be there. And that's another thing, too, is I started to really realize, like, okay, this is not my only chance or opportunity. Like, this is still going to be here. I can continue to come back to this whenever I want. And it's not just this thing that if I don't do it right now, that means I'm a total failure. I started to develop this much more positive relationship with time. I started to truly believe that it wasn't now or never. It was way more being able to participate in abundance mindset, stepping further out of scarcity. So I really want you to think about if you believed that you could do something, what would change for you? Let's say you're trying something that's above your limit. Maybe it's a harder sport climb or a harder boulder. Maybe it's one, two grades ahead of what you've ever climbed. What if you truly deep down believed that you could? I mean, you're on it for a reason. There is some little part and aspect of you that believes you can or you wouldn't be anywhere near that. You know, there's there's probably a reason that I haven't tried any 516s yet because I know that I have quite a few more steps to go until I could even touch that level. It's not that I don't think I can't, but right now I know it's not realistic. So if you're getting on things that are harder for you, deep down somewhere, you know that you can. So why not step into that fully? Why not fully put all of your attention and energy into that? So then when you go to attempt it, that's the energy you're coming from. Instead of this energy of lack, of disbelief, of not trusting, 
So just believing that I could do something changed literally everything for me. So moving on to number two, I stopped believing in success and failure. So I've talked about this a lot, especially if you've been in any group programs with me. I really bring this up a lot. And it's something that once I started to pay a lot more attention to, I realized, okay, when I stop thinking of things in this dualistic mindset, I have a much better relationship with myself, with the universe, with other people. I stopped believing in success and failure. There is not success. There is not failure. It is not just two separate things and that's it. It's a spectrum and only we get to decide what success and what failure look like. So this is actually what allowed me to change my relationship with the sport and start being a hell of a lot nicer to myself. Instead of saying, wow, I failed on this today, all of a sudden it's like, well, what does failure even mean? Like I got on the thing. I tried it. I still tried my hardest. I'm a student. I'm learning. I'm looking for those opportunities. And because I know I can come back, there's no stress or pressure to do this right now. It doesn't have to happen on any certain timeline. If I know in the back of my mind that I'm capable of it, if I know and believe that I can, it takes so much of the pressure off because I know it's going to happen at some point. It doesn't necessarily need to happen now. But if I trust in the universe and trust that the things that I want have already happened for me, they're in a different reality. I just have to pull it down to the reality that I'm in right now. If all of the things that I've ever wanted already exist, what's the rush? Why believe in success or failure? All it is is it's a way to spend your time. There is only now. There's only this present moment. So instead of guilting myself, shaming myself for not doing the thing, all of a sudden I started to look for those moments of success. And I can tell you, it's a lot easier to get better at climbing and improve your climbing when you're building upon your successes and looking at the sport fondly and being excited about it rather than thinking that you suck and that you're just never getting better and looking for the reasons why you're not good enough. So really stepping out of this good or bad, right or wrong, success, failure type of mindset, I really just embraced like, this is just what it is. This is just the process. This is just the thing that I go through in order to get to where I want to go. It's not success. It's not failure. You know, somebody else could label just climbing one singular V10 as a huge failure. You know, to me, that's like one of my, my greatest accomplishments that I've done. But it's not necessarily the grade itself. It's the fact that I stuck with the process and I trusted that it would happen. And I allowed that trust to fuel me enough to come back to it often enough so that it actually did. So number three is I really started to move out of the comparison trap. Prior to going through the brain rewiring process, I would call my relationship with other women strained. And something that brain rewiring really, really teaches you is abundance mindset. So another woman's success, I mean, we know this on, you know, the logical level. We're like, I know that thing. I know it's not true. You know, if another woman has success, that doesn't mean that there's less success for me. But because brain rewiring teaches you so much how to step into abundance mindset, and it really starts to challenge you to take this radical responsibility of your feelings, really starts to teach you what your emotions mean and to start to dive into that more deeply. I was actually able to explore these feelings. And these feelings, what they told me is that I just had desire. I had desire to do that thing that that other woman did. And instead of being jealous or envious about it, what I started to realize is she's the physical manifestation. She literally did the thing that I wanted to do. And that shows me that it's possible. So instead of being stuck in victim mindset and saying like, oh, 
okay, well, she did that and I'll just never be able to. What that actually allowed me to do was to look at things through the lens of, okay, she did that thing and that's incredible. How did she do it? And looking at the how and asking myself, okay, does she have really strong fingers? Is she like really dynamic? Like what is it about the way that she climbs that allowed her to do that thing so that I can start to work on those things too? You know, obviously we all have our different skill sets and we are better at some things than others, but really stepping out of this victim mindset and into more of this empowered, actionable state, then you start to realize what's possible. You start to realize how not stuck you are and how much power over your reality you actually have. It's incredible. And I will tell you, too, that stepping out of the comparison trap, especially with women, is such a good feeling because no longer is it a source of contention. No longer is it stressful for me. It's something that's so fun for me to experience now and to be able to experience those relationships and those friendships with women and be able to cultivate those deep understanding relationships. Moving on to number four, and this is really related to what I talked about earlier. I stopped feeling behind. I stopped feeling like I only have this one little chance to do this thing. If it's not now, it's not happening. I better move on to something else. Really stepping into this idea of abundance, really stepping into this idea that time is actually an illusion. It's irrelevant. The only moment that we have is now. Like that is the only thing we can take control of because no matter how much you do, you cannot go back to the past and you cannot travel forward to the future. So it has to be now. So instead of getting stuck in this scarcity mindset of I'm going to run out of time, oh my gosh, the weather's going to get bad, you know, my climbing partner wants to go do something else, I really just trusted because I knew it was going to happen. I have unlimited time because I trust that this thing is going to happen. I have a much less stressful relationship with trying to project, trying to send this thing. And all of a sudden, my mood, my energy is a lot lighter. My relationship with climbing every single attempt that I put in, it wasn't rushed. It wasn't this frustrated, I need to do this thing now type of energy. It was a lot more loving. It was a lot more exploratory. It was a lot more, I'm a student and I'm just here to learn. I'm here to experience. So that was something that really really has stuck with me. I know that in the past, I really tend to get stuck in, I have to do this by X, Y, and Z because I want to move on to this other thing. And I really realized this last summer when I was projecting this 13C called Quiver, which I'm really excited to get on again this summer. And I remember getting really close. Close being, you know, I still have one very large crux section left at the top of the climb. And remembering just being like, I, you know, I'm really excited about this climb, but it doesn't need to happen right now. And for me to take that stance and that attitude, like, is really new to me. In the past, I would have been like, let's rage, like, let's do this thing. And I would have just, like, thrown myself against it time and time again, which I do think that there's, you know, a time and a place for that. But I wanted to do other things. I wanted to focus on my business. I wanted to start transitioning back into bouldering season. So it wasn't this choice that was coming from forcing. It wasn't this choice that was coming from, I feel like I have to do this. It was totally just this loving decision of this will be here next year. And this will be something that I will be excited to work on next year. And I think for me, especially, it's really easy to get caught in this trap when I'm projecting 
of like just zeroing in and only getting on the project and starting to get worried about the weather, starting to get worried about my skin, my nutrition, my sleep, everything. And it just starts to become this black hole of worry and anxiety and it's not a fun place to be in. So reminding myself that there is so much time to do this thing it doesn't need to be right now was so, so freeing. And it actually makes me that much more excited to get on Quiver next summer. Like, I'm so excited. I was actually just, like, going through the the route in my mind the other day before bed, which (laughs) the next point we're actually going to talk a lot about visualization, going through it and just being like, wow, like, I can't believe I get to get on this. And I'm so glad that I didn't push myself to the point of burnout last summer to where I dreaded getting back on the route. I don't want to have that type of relationship with climbing anymore. It's not fun. It doesn't serve me. And it certainly doesn't put me in a better vibrational state. Okay, number five, visualization. Oh my God. Okay. Visualization is something that is absolutely changing the game for me. This is a huge component of the brain rewiring process. If you haven't listened to my podcast episode yet, all about mastering visualization from last week, you absolutely need to. The more that I learn about this, the more that I'm convinced, like, holy shit, like, why did nobody teach us this in school? Because this is the single most useful thing that I've found lately to improve every single aspect of my life. So with visualization, you can actually visualize yourself doing the thing before you do the thing. So when your body is physically tired from training, from climbing, we only have limited attempts on things, you know, before your skin starts to give out, before you start not being able to put in 100% effort, before your (laughs) lock-offs start to fail completely. And when that point happens, like, what are you going to do? Just be like, well, I'm not going to, you know, work on my sport anymore. No, no, no. Like, let's let's work on your head game. Let's start to work on the mindset aspect, which is arguably far more important than the physical aspect for climbing. Hands down, I truly believe that physical training, yes, I think it's a necessary piece of the puzzle, but if I were to give it like a percentage of how important it is in the larger spectrum, I'm going to say it's like 10%. Honestly, truly, I think mindset and where you're coming from in your brain is around 90%. Like, I I just, I really give it that much credit. I really, truly believe it's that important. When you start to practice visualization more, what you're doing, because everything that we've ever wanted, it already exists. I really, I want you to believe in, to trust that. Everything you've ever wanted, it exists in a reality. It might not be in your physical reality right now, but the more that you start visualizing, the more that you start to pull it down into your physical reality. So many of us get caught in the how. Okay, I, I, I trust you, Chelsea. It's out there in the in the universe, but like, how do I bring it into my physical reality right now? When you start to visualize, when you go through the brain rewiring rounds, you will automatically start to search for opportunities. Your brain understands, okay, cool, this is the reality that they're wanting, so I'm going to work as hard as I can to make that happen. All of a sudden, different people appear in your life that open up doors and opportunities. All of a sudden, you find yourself with tons of great weather windows, whatever it is your brain starts to automatically take care of the how because it cannot tell the difference between a visualization, between perception, and our physical reality. So the more that we visualize and the more that we practice visualization, the more that you will literally create the reality that you want. And I I truly fully believe this. This is something that not only in brain rewiring do we really, really focus on, but for me, this, this is such an important part of my daily practice, my daily life. I realized that 
I was starting to get stuck in this cycle of do, 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 go, 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 do all the things, try to like feel productive, when in reality, that's a distraction. Those types of things are distraction. So telling myself that what I was doing, you know, things like extra training sets or going to the gym an extra day a week or getting in one more hangboard session, that that was what is going to improve my climbing. I was totally fooling myself. Like, it's not. It's keeping me farther away from my goal because what's really going to help, what's really, really going to actually make a difference and actually move the needle is working on visualization. So I'm not just talking about route reading and trying to memorize your beta. I mean, that's a really great way to start to visualize. But what we're really getting at here are the feelings and the emotions. How are you going to feel when you've done that thing? What is that chemical emotion in your brain? Because the way that the brain rewiring process works is we pair chemical emotions. So let's say, for example, joy, gratitude, appreciation, you're an amazement of yourself. Those largely positive emotions, when you start to pair those with your visualized experiences, let's say topping out something that you've never done before, a new grade for yourself, that's when your brain starts to realize, oh, that's what they want. Let's move towards that. Let's do that thing. Let's bring that into the physical reality. The more that you pair the emotions with your visualizations, the faster you're going to call things in, the faster you're going to make things happen. So visualization, massive. It is so big. I cannot emphasize this enough. This is such a game changer. And again, the more that I look into this, the more that I realize, wow, yep, this is this is the thing. Like this is no joke. One of the best kept secrets to improving every single aspect of your life. Okay, let's talk about a question that I get asked every single week, both from current clients and from people wondering, how do I even start my business? How can I make sure it's legal, make sure it's legit, make sure I'm doing it the right way? One of the biggest things that people have questions about is, do I need a contract? And if so, can I just copy paste from the internet? Okay, let's set the record straight. Yes, you absolutely do need a contract. If you're somebody that works in a coaching or service provider capacity, meaning you work directly with people, especially online, you definitely need a contract. A contract in place is extremely important because not only does it legally protect you and your client, but it allows you to set out boundaries. It allows you to set up expectations and clearly detail and provide what it is that you will be offering and providing your client. So yep, you definitely need a contract and nope, I would not go copy paste it from the internet. When you copy paste something from the internet, even if it is a template, it will not hold up in court if it ever came to that. The one person that I trust for legal contracts and templates is Sam Vanderweelen. I bought her ultimate bundle a couple months into starting my business and have been so pleasantly surprised at how detailed, how organized, and how easy she makes her contracts. Sam is a lawyer turned contract provider for coaches. So she has all of the legal expertise, the legal background in order to be providing these contracts and templates. I use these in every area and aspect of my business, not only with clients who enter my group containers, but also with disclaimers, privacy policies, and so much more. 
She also has just a la carte options on her website as well to where you can just pick and choose the contracts or templates that you need. You can check out Sam's free workshop on five steps to legally protect and grow your online business using the link in the show notes. I highly recommend this as a starting point if you're starting to get into the world of working with clients or maybe you already do work with clients but you don't have airtight contracts or templates to use. These contracts and templates are something that I use every single day and my business and I could not be more thankful to Sam for creating these. Number six. So I started celebrating my wins more and I alluded to this a little bit with starting to see more of my successes and starting to seek more of those out because when we have a more positive relationship with something like climbing with our sport, we start to want to do it more. We start to have better, more positive energy when we're participating in it. So by celebrating my wins more, what I was doing vibrationally is I was telling the universe, fuck yeah, more of this, more of this, more of these moments where I feel elated, more of these moments where I feel proud of myself, more of these moments where I feel like I can't believe I just did this. This is so incredible. Like attracts like. What we put out, we will attract back in. We cannot attract in experiences, opportunities, emotions that are not in line with where we're at vibrationally. What I mean by that is all of our emotions, they have measurable frequencies. So more positive emotions like gratitude, love, joy, compassion, those operate at a higher frequency. We can measure that. We know that. Negative emotions like grief, embarrassment, shame, jealousy have a lower frequency. Again, we can measure that. And it's not to say don't ever, you know, experience those negative emotions. That's not the point. We're humans. We are meant to feel the full spectrum of emotions. But it's more asking, where's your set point? Where's your neutral? Where do you come back to? And I can tell you that before I went into brain rewiring, I seriously wondered if I was ever going to be happy. Like, I wondered if I was ever going to be content. I wondered if, honestly, I was like, is this like what life is about? Like, just... You fucking work super hard and then you sometimes see it pay off, but it just really feels like a struggle all of the time. And starting to realize that my set point, (laughs) no wonder I had the reality that I did because I was super pessimistic. I was very negative. I really struggled a lot with my emotions. And it was just something where even the little things, like starting to celebrate those wins more started to increase my set point, started to give me a higher vibration, a higher frequency. And because of that, I was able to call more of those moments in. Because of that, I was able to actually start to become happier. And it might sound like, is that all I have to do? Not necessarily. I mean, with brain rewiring, it is deep emotional work. There's a lot of layers to it. You will get to know yourself better than the back of your hand because what you're doing is you're actually starting to explore the corners of your mind. You're starting to explore, why don't I feel like I deserve to be happy? Why don't I feel like I deserve to have everything that I want? And starting to really ask yourself those tough and difficult questions, starting to work on things like self-worth. Because if you truly believed that you deserved everything you've ever wanted, you would probably show up a lot differently. You'd probably feel a lot differently in your body. And starting to realize that I had very low feelings of self-worth and starting to work on those, huge game changer. I mean, that changed my entire life, not just climbing, 
It changed it with my business, my relationship with myself, with other people was reflected in that as well. And starting to celebrate my wins was a really big step towards raising my personal vibration. And because of that, it's a positive ripple effect. I'm going to call better things into my life. I'm going to have better relationships with people. It was a big pivotal moment for me to realize, okay, I need to start celebrating these things. I need to stop being so hard on myself because what is that getting me? The harder I am on myself, the less happy I am. It was a pretty direct link and it was really clear and really in my face. All right, last one. Okay, this is a big one. And I really want you to take this with a grain of salt. This is my experience. This is something that When I was going through the brain rewiring process, I don't think I noticed at the time, but looking back on it has really shifted and changed things for me. So through brain rewiring, I was finally able to find body acceptance. And this is something that I had struggled with for so long. I remember it was when I was in college, I started to really struggle with restrictive eating. I started to really struggle with eating disorders, body image started being really addicted to exercise. And that was a cycle that lasted for a really long time for me. And if you've ever experienced that, you know how difficult it can be. You know how fucking exhausting it is to be thinking about your body every moment of every day. How does my stomach look in that shirt? And instead of focusing on the climb that you're doing, you're thinking about, is my belly like rolling over my leggings right now? Like who wants to be thinking about that when they're in the middle of the crux? Like I certainly don't want to be. So going through the brain rewiring process and working on this deeper limiting belief of I don't believe I'm worthy of things, starting to really dismantle that, starting to really dive into it, I realized that I was trying to be so perfect with my physical looks, my physical body, because I was trying to be accepted by other people. I was trying to be liked. I I felt like if I just get this thing right, then people are going to like me. Then things are going to be different. And I started to call bullshit on that. I started to say, you know what? I'm worthy as I am right now. I'm fucking perfect as I am right now. And I don't need to change a single thing about myself. And I'm not saying it was a super quick process where I just like woke up one morning. and I'm like, I have body acceptance. This is great. (laughs) It took a while. And it's one of those things where I look back on it now and I'm like, oh, my God, I don't think about it. I rarely think about it. Going through my day now, I rarely think about my body. I mean, I think about like, am I hungry or not? Like, what do I want to nourish myself with? Things like that. But I'm not picking at it. I'm not hyper-focused on it. I wear what I want and I feel good in it. So coming to this body acceptance, you know, this is a topic that I think is really interesting to a lot of people. I think the conversations that I've had with a lot of people, especially women climbers, this is something that a lot of people really struggle with. And a lot of it stems from feelings of low self-worth, because if you just felt like you were different, if you were somebody else, if you were able to change yourself a little bit, you'd be worthy of love. You'd be worthy of success. You'd be more worthy. But the reality of it is, is you are worthy now. As you are, you are fucking perfect. There's literally not a single thing about you that needs to change. Your worth is inherent. You don't need to do anything to be worthy. And it's one thing to like sit there and hear me say it. And it's a whole other thing to believe it and know it to be true to your core and trust that that's true and operate in your daily life from that place instead. So that was a really big thing that happened for me through the rewiring process. 
and I feel so much more free. And the reason that I bring this up in the climbing terms is because that was something, my, my body image, my negative body image, the way that I felt about my body was something for a really long time that drove me to go climbing, to train, to do all these things, to push my body like way far beyond what I even wanted to do. And I've actually dialed back the amount of exercise that I've been doing this last year. And I honestly feel better than ever. You know, I had these thoughts of, okay, if I stop working out as much, I'm going to gain weight. It's going to make climbing harder. All of these negative shitty thoughts in my head. And what I really started to realize is I'm guilting and shaming myself into working out, creating essentially, and causing way more stress and pressure. And you know what stress does to the body? It's not a positive influence, I'll tell you that. But my body was holding on to extra weight because of the stress that I was putting it under. Because I wouldn't allow myself to rest. I wouldn't allow myself to relax. So this was, it was a huge game changer for me. And I'm so, so thankful that I did the work to get to the place that I'm at now. Because it, it just feels so much better. I, I can't even tell you now what it feels like to not have to worry about it anymore. And... You know, I'm not saying that brain rewiring is going to be the answer or the solution if you're struggling with eating disorders or disordered eating or body image. I think, you know, therapy is a really great place for that. But I think brain rewiring can be a great accompaniment to things and tools like therapy. So if that's something that you're struggling with, I'm sending you all of my love. I know how incredibly hard and difficult it is, but I do also want you to know that there's hope out there, that you have way more power than you think to start to change these things, that there are tools out there and available that can help you with this and that you can get to that other side and that it's possible. So that was probably, I mean, all of these seven together, being able to, you know, actually believe in the first place that I was able to climb harder, stopping believing in success or failure, black and white type of thinking, no longer struggling with the comparison trap, Stopping feeling like I'm behind or I'm late or, you know, I should be farther ahead by now. Really practicing visualization, mastering that skill set, starting to celebrate my wins more, finding body acceptance. All of these truly played into me being able to climb harder, me being able to send V10. I sent another 513 last year, which was really great. I hadn't done that in quite a few years. And honestly, just really liking climbing a hell of a lot more. Like it's my relationship with it has changed so much in the last year, year and a half since I've completed the brain rewiring process. I'm excited to see how that continues to improve because I don't really want to spend my days outside being frustrated. I want to spend them enjoying the sunshine and laughing with friends and laughing because I fall off and learning and being a student and enjoying because that's what it's really all about for me anyway, is finding that joy, pushing myself, and not just being in this frustrated, angry state all the time. Hopefully you enjoyed this. This was a really, really fun episode for me to put together and do some of this reflection work back on my relationship with climbing and how much it has changed for the better. And again, if you are interested in brain rewiring, this will be available in just a couple of days. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. It'll be $200 off through the end of the month through January 31st, 2022. 
And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tag me on Instagram. I'm at expand with Chelsea. I would love, love, love to hear your thoughts on this. If anything resonated with you, if you have a friend that's a climber that you want to go ahead and share this with, I would be so, so appreciative. My 2022 one word theme for the year is visibility. So the more that you share my work with friends, the easier it is for me to become visible and really put myself out there, get this message out there and start to help more people. It truly means the world to me. And one more thing, if you have not yet left a rating or review of the podcast, I'm doing a bi-weekly giveaway. If you just go ahead and leave a review on iTunes, just a quick snippet about the show, what you're loving, if you're loving the topics, anything that's resonating with you, if you're digging the overall vibe, the rebrand, let me know. You'll be entered to win a custom meditation. All you have to do is write that review and you'll be entered to win. If you've left a review prior to December 2021, all you have to do is go back and update your review. This helps me out so incredibly much. I'll be announcing winners on the podcast episode every other week. Again, thank you so much for listening to the show and I will talk to you next episode.